That's me because that's how you grow. That's how you learn. That's how you improve. Like standing as straight as we can, waiting in front of these ropes where there was some security there. Which is why they were able to keep it a secret so long because until you open a booster pack, no one would have ever known it existed. Right. Welcome back to the Forbidden Mountain. We are finally back from Gen Con, which was a hellacious weekend that we're going to break down from start to finish. And uh, yeah, so Scott, how are you doing this evening? Tired. Yes, I, I've taken like four naps since uh, getting home the other day. It's been great. But I have that option. So, yeah, so you had to work the last two days. I didn't. Um, yeah. So I get, I get to take extra naps. But it's okay because, like, I got like a little bit of a sickness, nothing crazy, just mostly like a headache thing, which has been really annoying. But all in all, it's been fine. We're going to get past it, though. Hello, uh, Adam. Nice to have you here. Thanks for joining with us. Um, same thing with Arabi collects. Awesome. Thanks for hanging out tonight, guys. And Smo. Thanks for hanging out tonight, guys. Thanks for showing up early. All right. So <clears throat> we started early tonight because this one might be uh it might be a bit of a marathon. So whew. all right, you ready? Because like I, I what I want to do is I want to preface some stuff for some people here. And I'm gonna, you know. On this channel, we're we're like never ever nothing but blunt and nothing but honest. And from one person to another, even if um even if I were in the shoes of the people and the whole process that we're discussing, I would want to actually hear the best feedback. That's me because that's how you grow, that's how you learn, that's how you improve. And although some things were done good. Uh, there was a lot of things that were done poorly. So we're going to get into that first. We're going to get rid of the ugly first. We're just going to get through it and kind of discuss it so everyone kind of understands the full scope of what like really happened that day because it's it needs to be said and people need to understand like the whole process of all of it and like how it could have been handled better and all of those fun things. So with that, I'm going to bring Scott back. Thanks. And um yeah, so Scott, we got into Gen Con at about Thursday at 8.30. No, Wednesday, yeah, yeah, Wednesday at 8.30. Um, for me, it was about a 12 hours driving. I left my house about 8.30. We made a bunch of stops, etc. So it was in about 12 hours of driving when we finally got there. Unfortunately, we could not get our press badges, which was a bit of a bummer. We had to wait till yeah. the next morning, which that's all there whole issue of problems but uh oh my god she's obsessed um so, <laughs> uh so let's just walk through kind of the process of leading up to gen con so leading up to gen con we discovered and found out that we would be able to have um booster boxes for sale yep that was like what like a week a week out we found that out i guess yeah about that yeah which was cool. Um, it was exciting because we definitely didn't think that was going to be a thing. So when they announced it, it was pretty cool and pretty exciting. However, what we didn't really know at the time is how genuinely awful the process was going to be to get these boosters. So walk me through that morning, Scott. I didn't think that the process other than... I didn't think the process getting the boosters was going to be any different. Just the the 
the lack of organization to get them. I was surprised, but I mean, basically getting in five o'clock in the morning didn't surprise me at all. Right. Because I was going to sell out at a certain point, And if you didn't get in line by then, you'd not be able to get them for the day. Right. It wound up happening that they had a ton of booster boxes and yeah. not a ton. And it actually makes sense logistically, but not of the other, like the binders and the playmat and all and the starters and stuff. And it actually makes sense because I'm assuming that the boosters got shipped from another company and everything else they had to bring with them. Right. So it surprised me that that's what happened. So we wound up, we got to the Airbnb. We slept for a few hours. Wound up getting in line around five o'clock in the morning. We went through the the main door. So a lot of people were waiting at the outside entrance because thinking they weren't going to be able to. Get in. But we knew you you were going to be able to wait in front of the doors. So we really went to the entrance that we thought would open the fastest, and it did. So we were able to get to Hall right outside of Hall H's entrance as the third people. In yeah, we um we actually ended up walking the wrong direction, which was kind of funny. Yep. Uh, and then we turned around, and on our way back to go to the correct door that we had seen everybody at, they just opened the wheel call door and let like ten people inside. So we got extraordinarily lucky to be let inside basically an hour early because they let everyone else inside about six a.m. and we probably got in at like five ten or five fifteen, something like yeah. that. Um. So that was cool. I mean, it was, you know, it was lucky as all can be if we're being completely honest. But, you know, we get there. We get in line. Um, it well, was... there was no line. So we set, right. we, we set up the, what are they called? No, you did that well. At, like this, you oh. did that way after the fact, in all honesty. So like when yeah. we got there, there was two other people. Yeah. Um, I thought that they were together. That was incorrect information. We found out later that they were actually two separate people that, kind of got lucky and got in the same time like we did in a way. Um, and then like another small group of like five or so people came. There was like a family and then like a couple people aside from them. And there was a lot of just like small individuals that trickled in, I think through that will call door Yeah. Uh, yeah. before, you know, the, the one, I think it was on Washington street. I'm not, I don't remember. Don't quote me on that too much, but I think the, the, the big lineup was uh, at Washington street trying to go come inside and they opened the door at six um, and then they all came in and it was interesting because where we were, there was a whole setup uh, of like ropes or whatever they're called. I can't remember exactly, yeah. you know, but there was, there was a whole setup already there set up um, well before we got there. It was just like, oh, I guess that's how they're going to do this. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, like it's perfect. Like we can just utilize this. And there was a woman there. I can't remember her name. She was like very uh, alert, I guess. And she said she had run conventions before. She had understood like the things that can go wrong. And she was like very about enforcing like this organization, which yeah. was great uh, because, you know, she took a hold of it and got it up. And like everyone was like pretty cool with it. In all honesty, it was like a pretty content thing of like, yep. This makes sense. We're here. We're ready. We're going to get our product, yada, yada, yada. And for about two or two and a half hours, that was mostly yeah. okay. And then, uh, and then it, and then the shit hit the fan. <laughs> yeah. So the press was there interviewing people. So they formed the natural bearer of 
so if you think about it logically, like we were in the front and the line head was so long that it snaked around to the back, but there was a middle section that the press was taking up. So they formed the natural barrier to not let people into the middle. So it wasn't this giant blob because the press was there. But once the press, although we found out later, like once the cameras left, but not all the press left, the, there was no, and like, we have no authority, right? So anyone that just wanted to be a jerk just formed a blob and didn't form a line and said, well, Gen Con doesn't do lines, like whatever. Gen Con staff came out and said, yeah, there's no official line, even though these people have been waiting since like five o'clock in the morning, whatever. So well, it's actually worse than that because at first they came out and they said, wow, this is really good. This is really mm -hmm. organized. Let's see if we can, you know, make this all work. Mm -hmm. And like, I think we had spoken or someone had spoken like to like three or four different Gen Con staff members. Yeah. Three or four different Robinsburg me members. And there was like a general consensus of like, okay, like we're going to do everything we possibly can to enforce this. So it keeps stays organized. And so in the end, nobody gets hurt. That didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, didn't happen. No. <laughs> it no. didn't happen. So uh, around eight, so around. So we were we had to go get our badges and the blind was still being enforced then. So we picked up our badges. And then by the time we got back, it was probably around eight. And right around there, not long after that, is when the like the concept of the line just disintegrated. It was about 830. Yeah. So the whole concept of there even being a line just disintegrated. Right. So for the next hour and a half, we're basically standing shoulder to shoulder, backpack to backpack, like standing as straight as we can, waiting in front of these ropes where there was some security there. And there's a series of red ropes. And in the middle, there was a black rope. And they basically said, well, which made sense because it was a different color. Like, this is the one that we're going to essentially break. You know, they, they come off right. the things like the turnstile things. And then, but all the doors are going to be open. But everyone's going to funnel through these black ropes. Right. And we're like, well, yeah, that makes sense. That's why they're black as opposed to all these other ones being red. But at the same time, all the exhibitors were allowed to go in their entrance, which was, if you're thinking about facing the doors, all the way to the left. So those ropes were also broken, but no one was allowed to go in there except for exhibitor badges. Right. So we were all standing in front of the middle, but all the doors were going to open. Right. And it was fine that, I mean, it was relatively fine. All that the doors were going to open. Yeah. Man, so, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of things said that day. So it was basically equilibrium of being smushed against until right around 940. Mm -hmm. And that's when we started saying, hey, because in front of the ropes, there was a bunch of American, you know, people, people with wheelchairs and other physical afflictions. So it was like, you probably want to let these people in a lot ahead of time to yeah. start forming a line because like, this is not going to hold. Like you allowed this line to collapse and like, Yes, the ropes are holding you back right now, but like those people have to be well ahead of this mob that's going to happen or else they're going to get trampled. Right. And we, we, we said that. Um, right. There was a family with a stroller, the same one that was there early in the morning. We're like, you better get that stroller out of here because that's going to get trashed. Right. So like we had no, there was no control of the situation at all at that point. No. So because they said there was going to be in front of the, the black ropes in the middle, we all lined up there. So now we go to five of 10. So some woman came out that was apparently a supervisor of the, all the security staff and said, no, everyone's going through the left-hand side, not the middle. Right. And if I see you break any of these other red ones or the black one, I'm throwing you out of Gen Con. So her and I had some words. And then basically the clock struck 10. And what she said not to do, everybody did. And all the ropes came up. 
And then she says, stop. She said, stop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then I had some more choice words with her as I was being pushed into the into the exhibit hall. And that's the last time I saw her as I assume she got mauled by the sea of humanity. Yeah. I'm just gonna just to like really look at this. I'm gonna bring this up for everybody. But you have to understand that where that H is, oh, and yeah. turning, like, we're, we're to the right. left there. Like, right. See where the H, where the H is, you're not even in the front yet. Like you right. have to see where people are going in. You have to turn in there. Yeah. So the reason why it's a bottleneck is because there's all the doors that are open. So what, yeah. so like what you're the people you can actually physically see right now are still way at the back of the line. Right. So we're at the front of all that and to the left. Right. And there's pushed. also like a whole other hallway that people are actually right. coming through that you don't which, even see which is either. Straight ahead, which is the right. other problem. So right. they wind up opening doors straight ahead, and then they make so they make you go into the exhibit hall. That's the whole point. And Robinsberger made you go into the exhibit hall. Also, they wouldn't give out tickets. They wouldn't do anything, knowing coming out multiple times and taking pictures. Look at all these people excited for Arcana. What do you think is going to happen here? Right. Like we're all waiting. Everyone, literally, everyone there is waiting for the same thing. I guess there was other games coming out, but like, it's like nine, no it's like ninety-five is, uh, to five. Like, and it's might even that might be being yeah. nice. Yeah. So, even though it's all one mob going into H, you were allowed to go through G, which is straight ahead, also, which caused more problems. Right. So as we get into H. I literally hear people screaming. I see people being lifted into the air. There was four of us together. I lost track of all four of us. <laughs> there, were, there, were, there was none of us together. <laughs> we see the Robinsburg booth ahead of us. And like, then, then an employee came to me anyway and says, follow me to get in the line. Because what they wound up doing was respecting the line of people that came in from G, not the people that came in from H. Right. So they walk us. And, and I, I came to find out later, it was Brian and me and myself. They wound up walking us outside, back into the line again. So we went from literally being third in line to being like 2,000, like to being like 1,000 in line. Yeah. It, it was unreal. It was just, it was a harrowing experience to go from those doors in H to be, to eventually get outside. I'm telling you, people were screaming. I know the people, the, the, the physically challenged people suffered. I know there was people that were having panic attacks. I know that that stroller, which we, we knew was going to be a problem, got destroyed. <laughs> Literally gone. Yeah. Um, there were definitely people that got hurt. I heard later there were definitely ADA complaints. Yep. Um, yeah, it was bad. And then, I, I mean, basically <laughs> they let us back outside, and I literally stood in the same spot for two hours as the bottleneck tried to go down. I finally found Brian after like an hour of standing around. Um, so I felt better that I actually found one of our group and I wasn't like by myself. Cause it was just, it was just a harrowing experience getting from those doors, um, back into whatever the line was. And again, the whole, the whole thing was we thought if you didn't get there early, you would have been sold out. And like, so you had to get there early. You had to experience all this, but then they went up putting pictures out there of like, you know, miles of product every single day. Literally. So I was, so at one point I was like, we were all worried being where we were standing, but that I went from third in line all the way out there that I wasn't going to get product. And then you got product, Rich got product, and then like Brian and I were still like, we might not get any. We have no idea. They might sell out. I mean, right. that wasn't the case, which I guess we'll get to later. But I mean, it was it was a big worry for a while that we were not even going to be able to get anything because of how far back we were. But in reality, we actually like 
I guess we were probably like a third of the way back. Like we weren't even as far back as like we really could have been because we were still within the roped area. Right. So, so you had to get through all the bottleneck basically. It's, it's, it's just interesting. Cause like the different point of views that we, yeah. like we end up having because yeah. you end up literally back outside of the expo yeah. hall. Yeah. And I end up on the side, like literally in between the wall that goes out and then the Robinsberger uh, booth. So I'm like there and like, mm. you know, we get in, I, I'm a, I'm not a big guy. I'm a little bit of a squirmy small dude. So I was able to like, you know, maneuver my way into I'm a spot guy. where I felt good. And, you know, there was like three or four Robinsberger employees there or, you know, wh- whatever they were, they were helpers. I'm not positive. They were exactly employees. Um, and they're like, you guys are good. You're in line. The line's going to wrap the booth and then that's going to be it. And I think, I think that's how it's actually supposed to be done. I think like you have to wrap the booth once and then like you can't like crowd the booth. So like basically everyone else has to like just kind of disband until the right. line trickles and moves because that's how I know that's how they do it at PAX Unplugged. Um, and I'm pretty, let's put it this way. No other booth in Gen Con had this problem, right? No, there was no other booth that had this problem. And I, I would, no. I guarantee it, but um, you know, so we thought we were good and then like, you know, Captain Security Pants comes over and he tells us, like, this isn't the line. You all have to leave and you have to walk out the door. Well, like the 15 or 20 of us that were there were just like, no, like, we're not doing that. Like, we all of us had been there together all morning. You know, it was basically everyone that, you know, we were standing with and that like 10 to 20 people, like right around the front. We all got to this one spot. We were told we were good by an employee. So we we're just like, you know what? We're not having it. And at this point, you know, I think like 30 or 40 minutes had honestly gone by and like nothing moved, like nothing in the booth was mm-hmm. moving, nothing around the booth was moving. Uh, I hadn't heard or seen you. I hadn't heard or seen Rich or Brian. So like, you know, it was just absolute chaos. Yep. <laughs> and then the next thing I know, you know, the security guy comes back and he like tells us again, okay, you're not in line. Sorry to tell you, you got to you got to get out of here. And like, none of us moved again. We weren't going to move. We were standing there at that point. It was do or die for us in all honesty. And then finally, like somebody gave and like that one person gave and went to walk out and like legitimately Ryan, you know, Ryan Miller came out, put her hands on her shoulder and said, where are you going? And she goes, I think I'm just done. I'm just going to leave. And he goes, absolutely not. And he goes, Planted it. The other R, the R, other RB employees. They moved the tables all the way across, so they open up the entire booth, and they brought like the twenty or twenty five of us in the end. I'm sure a couple people snuck in because they're smart, and we made a little snake line that formed into the other line. At that point, I was ecstatic because I knew I was going to get product because uh, I was literally already in the booth, but I also still hadn't heard from you almost. So I like finally reach out. I'm like where are you guys at? Is it worth it? Like, what are you going to do? And even then, you know, like the whole process of getting literally, I'm already in the booth and it still took me like an hour to get product. Like it was like, it just didn't move. And it was just like the whole morning was so frustrating. Like you said, we were in, we were basically in a four hour mosh pit. Like it's like, that's the Mm -hmm. best way I can explain it. When people were asking me, it was like, Literally for four hours, I was just getting like swung around, moved, you know, like, and it's just, that's all it was. I, it got to a point where like I was being 
held up almost by three different book bags, probably. So, well, whatever videos you've seen about Black Friday, this was ten times worse. It really, it really was because there was nowhere to go. No, like it was just a continue. Like once you got inside, like if you imagine, like this, like if you those videos, like once they get in Best Buy, they disperse to different aisles. But only there's a rush in the beginning. There was like you were constantly in this sea of people until somebody told you where to go, and that place to go was like back out. Like, like it wasn't even like you were there was no uh there's no light at the end of the tunnel until you literally had product in your hand in my right. yeah yeah i thought you said it like really great it was like uh you were like you were like it was almost like war like literally like we went into war and we just like you lost soldiers like on the battlefield like you had no idea what happened to them like it was and it was like that like people that were together in groups just it was just all hell broke loose. It was awful. It truly was. But it could have been. It could have been avoided. It absolutely could have been avoided, and I think that's the problem. And you know, kudos to them uh, for Friday and Saturday and Sunday not allowing yeah. it to happen again. Uh, but allowing it to happen at all is is really part of the problem. Like they they had it all hand gifted on a silver platter. To be able to, to make it work like it was it was literally in place for them this exact the exact same concept that they ended up using on yep. friday on saturday on sunday was there and it was in place for thursday and they literally just didn't want to do it they refused to bring any employees out to keep order in the mob yep. because they wanted the pictures of of what they got Every year, there's a Gen Con, a picture of, of like people running into the exhibit hall, and this was even bigger. And they wanted those pictures. I have no doubt about it. I don't know if it's the con. I don't know. I don't. I blame everybody involved, but but I'll say that like the con certainly wanted those pictures. They don't care. Right. They proved they didn't care. Right. Um. And the company didn't do anything to mitigate what they knew was on them. Because once you're inside the exhibit hall, you have to go to their booth. Right. And their organization of their booth was also was bad. terrible. Right. So, like, they should have had bags of one of everything lined up because that's what everybody should have been buying until they ran out of it. And, it, like, like, they should have just – everything should have been way more organized. They had enough employees. So yeah. everything – like, even the ability to – even if you had the ability to get stuff in the beginning, they should have just handed you – here's your 200 – like, after tax, it would be, like, I don't know, like – Two hundred and seventy-three dollars, or whatever it was, was you have a receipt for. It. I don't. But yeah. Right. So, oh, you want the two hundred sixty-three dollar package? Here you go. Uh, here, give me your card. You're gone. Oh, that's another thing. They didn't tell us till the end that you had to have a card. Yeah. So it, all of us that have cash. You can take cash. Yeah. Right. Which is fine. I mean, whatever. I mean, people had both, but I purposely had cash on me also to right. make it faster. And to make it faster. Work. Right. Right. So there, there's plenty of stuff they could have done on their own if the convention wouldn't let them do anything else. Because I get it. Technically, the convention doesn't start until 10 a.m. on Thursday. Do I still think there's things they could have done? Certainly. That's actually not true. The convention starts at oh. 8 o'clock on Thursday because the card oh. hall was open. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but is there things they could have done in their own booth to make it smoother once you're inside? Yes. Yeah. And they had absolutely no logistical foresight whatsoever as a company, in my opinion. And even on the other days, I still think they had no they, – they still were missing a lot of key beats to what they were doing. Because, because they even realized what they had after the first day 
and they still made a lot of the same mistakes on the other day, even though it seemed more organized. <laughs> there was there was a lot of other logistical problems that were existing that like kind of got swept under the rug because you didn't get mobbed. Oh, oh great. So because I didn't get mobbed, it was a good time, right? Like right, like right. everything's forgiven because on third Friday through Sunday, I didn't get physically injured getting the product. Right. But it doesn't mean that they did everything correct either. Right. And I and I think that's like the point here of like the event, you know, at the end of the day, because like it can't, it literally cannot continue to go this way. No. Like it just can't. Like people are gonna get hurt. So we, they were genuinely lucky that someone didn't get really hurt in all honesty like it's not even a joke like it's it's a fact that people were ran over the handicapped people at gen con i swear to god if i was one of those people i would be suing gen con oh so would i like literally there's no doubt about that i would be legitimately suing gen con every opportunity to let those people in 15 20 i don't care how let them in the doors yep the fact that they waited till almost 90 seconds Yep. Before the angry mob got let in to let the handicapable people, the children with the strollers, all of it, like you waited, you gave them a 90 second head start against an yep. angry mob. Hello? Like, yeah. like what? And the guy mm-hmm. at the front of the gate the whole time, the security guy's like, we've been doing it like this for five years. Well, guess what? You've been doing it fucking wrong for five years. It's pathetic. Yep. I was so yep. angry. Like, me, whatever. I'm a grown ass man. I'm an adult. I can take care of myself. When you couldn't, you couldn't give the handicap, the handicapable people more than ninety fucking seconds. Yeah, it was pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Agreed. All right, so let's move on to the other logistical bullshit, right? <laughs> sure. The other logistical bullshit. Hey, sh- sh- base SI, everyone. Now you're all fired. I'm on fire. I know. I'm on fire. <laughs> so, so now the other logistical bullshit is. So I get product. Right, all product. You right, all so it feels product. great. So like, I get in. I didn't even. It's not even true. I didn't even get a binder. <laughs> oh, okay. So like, I get my, you know, my sleeves. P.S. They're terrible. No one should buy them. Uh, a deck box. P.S. It's terrible. You shouldn't buy it. I got the Maui playmat, which is very good. You should buy those playmats. They're nice. They're you know, solid twenty dollar product. And then I got my three starter decks and my booster pack. Fuck. And then they took their thing. I wish I had my badge on me. They took their thing and they snipped it. And now my whole badge is at a corner. And it meant that for the rest of the weekend, I could not buy a single thing from the Ravensburger booth. Cool. Well, Scott, what happened to you two and a half hours later? So they were out of everything except for booster boxes. So when I was in line, they kept they kept announcing they were running out of whatever the item was. So finally, when I was actually inside the exhibit hall, they said, oh, sorry, we're now out of starter decks. So I said, well, can I get like a ring check? And he said, no, we're just not going to clip your badge. And I said, so does that mean I can buy more booster boxes? (laughs) And he goes, I don't see why not. I go, this sounds like a fine deal to me. (laughs) So because I couldn't buy starters and because I couldn't buy sleeves and because I couldn't buy deck boxes and because I couldn't buy a binder, I was allowed to buy more booster boxes over the weekend. It didn't make any sense. Like Correct. literally it made no sense. Like I, I was punished for being punished for the entirety of the weekend. And anyone that just walked in the door at 1230 every day. Yeah. Cause the line had died down eventually. Yeah. Could yeah. literally lap Ravensburger booth 
two or three times. I'm sure someone did it three or four times, if I'm being honest. It wouldn't have shocked yeah. me one bit. And they were able to just continuously buy booster boxes where anyone that did sit all night, overnight, and this is for all three nights, sat in that line, literally sat on the floor for six hours, seven hours, eight hours, whatever the hell it was. 12 hours. <laughs> 12, yeah, whatever. I mean, they started it at like 6 p.m. or something like yeah. that. People yeah. might have been in there for 14 hours. I don't know. Right. right. Uh, any of those people literally did that to get three starters, a binder, a shitty deck box, a shitty sleeves, and a booster box. And they're like, yep. yeah, I, my Gen Con's fulfilled. No offense. Have they told me that morning, like, hey, if you um, since you can't buy your binder, we're going to give you a rain check. We're not going to cut your thing, and you can buy boosters the rest of the weekend. I would have cheered in front of the lady. I'd have been mm -hmm. like, man, that's awesome. Like, great. Because who the hell wants starter decks? <laughs> like, guess what? Spoiler alert, guys. Next weekend, three days in a row, if I wanted to, I could go to, like, six different release events, all starter decks. I didn't need to buy starter decks at Gen Con. Not to mention the Learn the Play, the Starter Deck Challenge, like all of that crap. The last thing I needed was more Starter Decks. Yep. So like when you think about it, like, man, what would I rather have? Three Starter Decks or more Booster Boxes? I can't believe they didn't snip people for Booster Boxes. It makes literal no sense. Agreed. Blows my mind. So yeah. So what wound up happening as a result of that, and this is where it's a problem, is... There was an arbitrage situation that they set up. So, and those of you that, you know, I, I'm not going to get, I won't, I, I won't. It basically means that you're getting something for free. That, that whatever you're buying, you can turn around for, and sell it for more immediately. It's automatically worth more than what you paid for. Right. So what wound up happening was dealers on site were not able to get in the line. So they were offering people generally like 250 to $300 for a booster box. And you got the promo Mickey, which was another debacle. And a lot of times you got a promo pin. So you were literally being paid like 200 to $225 to stand in line. Yeah. And again, when we figured out that like once the line dies down in the morning, you can start getting into it again. And you like, it won't take you, it might take you like 20 minutes to a half hour, but it's not going to take you 12 hours. Like, People would just do it over and over again. And it just became this arbitrage situation of like, because they wouldn't clip the badges. Right. And like, it was just, so between that and then you had a stupid, buy a, you want to see how many puzzles I have? You want to see how many board games I have? Buy a board game, get, get a Mickey. Buy a puzzle, get a Mickey. It just became the situation of like, yeah, they're selling their product, but like, it literally costs you nothing. Right. The Mickey is worth more than whatever you're buying. So they literally just set up these arbitrage situations, which could have been avoided if they had just like, I don't know. There's these, no these boxes way we're going to sell. Right. There's no way it should have been, I buy a villainous game and I get a Mickey Mouse. Like that should right. not have happened. Right. Period. So, and this was after everyone, this was after the debacle on Thursday. This was the rest of the weekend. This happened. It's just a lack of foresight on multiple, multiple ways affecting how, like the line was out the door every single day until they ran out of product. So like you have this like, you know, thousands of people, what are you waiting in line for? What are you waiting in line for? Right. And it like, it sets up this like, I mean, was it good for the game? Did a lot of people get interested? I bet you, yes. Did, did, did a lot of people become fans of the game? Yes. But what this brought out was a terrible mentality and a terrible trading card game grinder mentality in people to 
I got to spend it. I got to, I got to do whatever the least amount of work possible to make the most amount of money. And, and for a, for a game that is trying not to set itself up to be that way, the first time they had the ability to do it, they did it because they refuse to understand. They, they don't understand at all what this industry is like. And that, that a lot, I don't want to say a lot. There is a, there is a faction of players that play card games for a living and things like this are like giving candy to a baby. Yeah. Like, like it, it's, it's literally like they will never have an opportunity like this again to literally just make money doing nothing of yeah. any value. Yeah. And I don't blame them. Like, like, like <coughs> it's, it's like, don't hate the player, hate the game. That's yep. the point I got to over the weekend. Like I can't hate the people that are doing it because the system that was set up is terrible. And I'm not just talking about the mob. Right. The other systems they set up were, are just terrible right. because they have a board game menta- company mentality trying to apply it to a card game. And they constantly, with everything to do with this first chapter, have proven it time and time again. They are unprepared for the trading card game mentality. Yeah. Sorry. It's just no, true. It, it, it's hard to not see it, in all honesty, because just the amount of things that trickled down and went wrong – and it made it look everything made everything look worse. We're just there were way too many. There's like there was just way too many things that that were that were in place that just shouldn't have been. Oh, and by the way, that morning, here, here's an extra rarity to the cards that's <laughs> clearly gonna be worth infinite. And here's a contest to open the figure out who opens the, the first one. Luckily, that happened all through starter deck events and learned <laughs> plays. Literally, but yeah. like, yeah, let's just let's just uh let's just do that also. Let's just throw that out there as well on on, yeah, the, on the on the day of the mob. Here's another rarity to the cards that we didn't talk tell you about until that morning. It, it, I think it literally like I think the first learn to plays were at 9 a.m. So mm-hmm. the first ones were open while this angry mob was standing in line. Yes, and it probably just didn't help, right? I don't think at all. Again, because no, today, no I'm sure some of those were thousand dollar bills, two thousand dollar bills, maybe. I'm not certain, but. Um, and I'm sure that it was ugly. You know, I, I, it definitely didn't help any of the situation. All right. I'm ready to move on. I mean, I, I don't know. There's no, there's not much more I can say that's like at all about it. Like it sucked like period. Like it sucked. I wish, I wish I had to do it all over again and I wouldn't have gotten that line. Um, I would have just had, I honestly would have had a better convention had I not gotten in line that morning, because I, mean, I feel like you could have got in line at twelve thirty and gotten just ex- 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 oh, I'm sorry, you wouldn't have gotten all the swag, damn, like, all the other crap. It's true, but Do like you know what I'm I, doing with those sleeves. Oh, by the way, here's the binder. There you go. Do, do you know what these cards are? Are sleeve with binder sleeves? These are the Elsa's. The Elsa sleeves are in binders. Yeah, <laughs> that's how bad they are. Well, like good. you know, like that's how bad they are. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, not that whether it's worth the money or not is up to you, right? But like, they they're not good, yeah. and you got your badge clipped and couldn't buy more boxes because of it. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I'm glad I got those starters. <laughs> you know, and and but again, yeah. like, hindsight's twenty twenty. We didn't know going in. This is like, I mean, I figured it out pretty quickly as I was st- literally standing in the same place for two hours. <laughs> but like, it became like, wow, if I just would have got a line in Hall G at 12.30 in the afternoon instead of 5 o'clock in the morning, I would have still gotten, like, 
95% of what I wanted to get anyway, which was the booster box. And if I would have known I could have got multiple booster boxes instead of getting all that other stuff, I would have been like, yeah, I'm getting here at whatever time I think the line's going to die down. And in Literally. fairness, on Sunday, they got a product a lot earlier than that, and you couldn't get any more. But let me tell you, Friday and Saturday, I got booster boxes as well because my badge wasn't clipped. Like, no big deal. And I didn't wait until six from 6 o'clock the night before. And that night, when we're talking to people, they're like, what time do you think I should get in line tonight? And I'm like, probably at 1230 don't, in the afternoon. Right. Like, don't. Because there's I, no I, point in getting there any earlier. I told people there all weekend. I'm like, just don't. Like, literally, just show up at 1230, 1 o'clock, get in line, and move on. And, you know, you and multiple other people that I know literally got two boxes a day. <laughs> all three of those days. It's ridiculous. But yeah, it was just bad. So let's talk about the Enchanted. Sure. All right. So aside but, from the angry mob finding all about this at once, uh, yeah. we did not – we didn't call this one, right? We already have five rarities. We now have a six rarity called Enchanted. Um, I know we have a video coming out about it, but, like, what's, like, the quick impact of what Enchanteds have? Uh, the Enchanted means that more product will be opened because people are going to want to get them, which means – the other thing is in any card game – whatever like the most rare version of a card that you could get um is the one that's going to have the most value so the way i see it and again i have a video looking at this uh this week is what those 12 enchanteds are are the best versions of those cards you can get so even though we thought foil legendary elsa was going to be a very expensive card it still is spoiler alert um but Enchanted also with different art and full art and whatever, bleeding art, whatever you want to call it, EA art, um, is just better. And right. people are going to want to play with that. Um, I think they will they will definitely come down and level off. There will be a... Um, I think what will wind up happening is the... Like the good ones will still be the good ones. But I think the more playable ones, despite their rarity of the regular card, will also be high because it's still the best version of that specific card that you can get as opposed to, like, like for example, like the Aladdin, you get a foil Aladdin in the starter deck. So, like, that was – we thought that was the pinnacle, foil version of the card. Right. Now you have Enchanted. But, like, the delta between foil and Enchanted is, like, not as much as, like, if, if, it's, if, it's, it's, if it's available – so, like, a foil legendary is still hard to get. It's still right. approximately one in every one and a half boxes. So, if an enchanted right. is one in every case, which is every four boxes, I think, um, then, like, the delta is not is is much less actually on an, on a uh, on a legendary. Fun fact, Steph, we got two of the Maui's. <laughs> yeah, two. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think it's I think it's about one per case. I think it's probably one per case, but I also I was running the math on the starter deck events, and there really was like two opened in every single starter deck event. So like it might be like one out of every thirty or so starter decks also have it. But a starter deck is is a starter deck event <laughs> is two boxes, right? Essentially, I, like two, over two and a half, like two and a half. Know, they were really tiny boxes. I don't know how many they actually. No, no, I'm saying like the the equivalent of booster packs because it's. It's 50-something people. 64. Well, if let's just say it's 60. 60 people. So like that's that's two and a half boxes. Right. So 
that's not out of the realm of possibility, but it's probably a little higher than usual. Yeah. Right. It probably is. It just feel like I said, it just felt like there was one to two in every single flight open. There was a bunch open and learn to plays because that's what ended up happening at the learn to plays. They were the first people to open boxes and right. they or were, yeah. or packs, yeah. you know, yeah. which is why they were able to keep it a secret so long because until you open a booster pack, no one would have ever known it existed. Right. Right. That's why they didn't even have to tell anybody really, because it was like, well, no one's opening boosters until Gen Con, so we'll just hide it and it'll be like the big surprise. So it is what it is, I guess. So the um, way I think they'll I think I think the way they'll go is right now you have people trying to make up their money from what they spent at Gen Con. Right. Okay. So between now and August 18th, they will I mean that's only like two weeks away. Like they're gonna they're gonna be selling right this moment so people can make back the money they spent. And then like Probably, I mean, I'm I'm really looking at this in a microcosm. Like, literally between like August 13th and August 18th, the the supply will dry up. Right. Because anybody that wanted to sell them will have sold them, and they'll probably go back up in value for a five day period. I'm not even making this up. Like, it's literally going to be day by day. It's like socks almost. Right. Then August 18th hits, and the same exact thing will happen between August 18th and September 1st. It will go down again between like let's say August 18th and August 25th. And there'll be another five-day period at the end before September 1st. And then after September 1st, they'll level off completely to where they're going to probably stay until the second set comes out. As long as we get correct allocations, like big box stores followed by local game store, followed by big box store. As long as they they keep up that flow all the way until Chapter 2, they will mellow out. But if at any point it happens again where there's just like a dry of Chapter 1 or like, in all honesty, like, six months from now or eight months from now or a year from now, they might then start to hit that peak again. Well, the other thing is, so after September 1st, anyone that actually wants to play with them as their version of the card will then buy them. Right. So what I think will actually happen is there will be a huge demand and supply will meet each other. There's going to be a huge amount of these out there from a supply perspective, but they will all sell constantly. So like right now they're probably inflated by, I'd say like two to three times their eventual value, maybe, maybe less maybe one and a half to two times their eventual value. But eventually when people realize they've hit the, it's, and when I say the bottom, I don't mean like 20 bucks. I mean, like right. I still mean over three digits. Right. So at that point, people were like, okay, this is the Equilorium price. PCG player has plenty of them out there, whatever. Now I want to play with four of them in my deck. I'm going to buy them. And right. a lot of players are going to do that. So you no longer like ever like anybody that actually wants them like myself to play with will will immediately go from seller to buyer at some point. And again, there will be a lot of supply out there, but there will be a lot of demand to meet that supply. So that's when like so I think like you will never. I don't think you're kind of constantly see them for sale. Like like inventories are going to run out all the time. Yeah. Um. And so basically, what you're going to want to have in a situation is dealers have to buy more product because they're like. I can sell these immediately as soon as I have them. So the price on everything else will come down even more. Right. But once the enchanted reach an equilibrium price, I think they'll stay there because there is enough demand to want to, for people yeah. to want them. Yeah. It is one of those where it's just like, um, if it is one out of every case, similar to the foil legendary, like, you know, those cards, they're not going to sit on shelves. Like they right. are going to get sold. They are going to move. Right. So there will be a constant influx. And even if like they sit around, I don't know, $200, $300, whatever it is, it's still going to drive the price of everything else down, which is good for the overall player, to be honest. Like the average right. player, 
A, it's incentive to open packs and see if you hit the lottery. B, it makes everything else you're trying to purchase cheaper just because there's going to be more of that stuff as well. So give and take. That's how I look at it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so let's talk about the starter deck challenges. Uh, sure. Another thing that we learned on Thursday morning. Yes. This was after... We were already in, you know, in the mob, out of the mob, but in the mob still in a different place. Yeah. Uh, we had friends that were in the ten o'clock starter yeah. event, and they were messaging group messages and things like that. And we learned that they decided to go with any card from your booster pack was legal in your starter deck. And those are the official rules, by the way. Those are like the that, official we, rules. we saw it taken from a document that isn't public yet that looked like yeah. it was an official document. And look, it's it might be a comprehensive rules guy or part of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still don't think they made like a formal announcement or like no, a post. it's probably closer to the 18th, I would think. Yeah, like I didn't see one or anyone talk about it, but I definitely saw a clip of it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, I think it's interesting. Uh, I think it's very friendly to new players. Yeah, which I guess is cool. Uh, but it definitely changed the dynamic a little bit. Of those starter deck events, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, you know, if you really <laughs> if you really look at the um like the the decks, you know, and I'm gonna be doing this this week, I'm gonna be having videos coming out before release of release event weekend, but in every one of those decks, there are very bad cards. Um, yes. Yes. so like the moment that you can just go, I'm gonna take out my bad cards and I can mm -hmm. play literally anything out of my pack that's just a, a character honestly almost like it's just like literally anything the decks get very different um mm -hmm. specifically you know the uh the amber amethyst deck like you get to take out you know one tenth of your deck that's awful and just play cards that are playable in any fashion yep. and it makes that deck like light years better than people ever expected it to be uh, the green red deck is the ability to like take out a bunch of uninkables so you can smooth out your curve some more. And if you ask me, the steel sapphire deck just sucks. But <laughs> totally agree. as someone that had the steel sapphire deck, I can confirm it sucks. Unless you open, uh, you know, Tinkerbell and Tinkerbell, Rockstar, Rockstar Stitch, and Marshmallow, like Palmer and Marshmallow, did. and not even play the Marshmallow. Right. So unless Shout you are, Palmer. if you open three super rares in your pack, yeah, one of which is foil, yeah. And you still have still sapphire. You have a good chance of making the top eight, like Palmer. Yeah. If like you open Palmer. crap like I did in the pack and get steel sapphire, you get to go two one like I did. Yeah, and you get you get nothing. You get nothing. I don't know. Um, you get to wait in line for booster boxes. You get to wait in line for <laughs> booster boxes. That's fair. I uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I I get it. A lot of people were excited that it's like easy to do and a lot sure. less strategy involved and like that's like a good thing for new players and while i agree to all that i still think that it wouldn't have been that difficult to just not do that and just say if you get cards in your pack that you can use great or you just honestly just say the booster pack isn't good at all like you just don't use the booster pack and then you actually have the rock paper scissor format that you create it with the starters without any nonsense involved really messing with numbers etc that that's what i think should be done personally but i digress um what do you how do you feel about the sealed deck 
and draft in general with this rainbow format now? Like, yeah, what what, what, are, what are our feelings on that? So I can't stand playing with the starters anymore. Right. So I'm right. fine with the six packs being the way they are because I just I just don't want to play with those starters anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm fine with it in sealed deck. I think it takes a tremendous amount of strategy out of draft. Yeah. But I understand it. I understand why they did it. But I think it takes a tremendous amount of strategy out of draft. Um, and I think it's only is it it's forty card decks in draft, right? Forty cards, yeah. Right. So. And in, you wind up in, with only draft. You only have eight, eight cards eight outside of forty. Yeah, eight cards you're not playing with. I, I think it just turns draft into like a identify the best card. And I think we're all. I the, the thing I like the thing with the draft is I'm going to give it a chance because this is only the first chapter, and I have a feeling that as more cards come out and there's more synergies that are built into the cards. Yeah. Like right now, you have like the Musketeer synergy, or you have like the Anna Elsa synergy like synergy. That. right but like I think as more cards come out you're going to see more of that and then probably in the common and uncommon slot on purpose so I'm willing to say that like you'll have draft deck A versus draft deck B etc and like you're going to I'm going to play this strategy instead of with the strategy right now is just take the best card every single time and make sure you have enough inkables right. so like and just basically sit around and like rank every single card and make sure you take everything in that order as long as you all inkables or whatever. So I do think draft is is simpler, but I'm willing to give it a chance for the future because of what they're because I because I just have enough faith that like they I mean I don't know why given other conversations I've had on this podcast, but like I have enough faith that like. The set design under, is great. We can't really hate on that. It's understood that that's the way it's supposed to run, and so that they'll adjust on purpose to to make sure that 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 stays the way it's supposed to be. If that makes any sense. So I don't hate it as much. I'm tired <laughs> of playing with the starters anyway. So I'd rather have a little bit more variety. But I get that it's obviously more random. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I hate it. I'm, I don't you know that I'm going to like it anyway. No, it's true. It's anyway. very true. I'm not a fan of limited formats. I just felt that I felt that I just feel that a lot of the edge gets taken away in gameplay. Um, when you're just like literally just play the best cards and there's not really a conversation to be had about them. And in this game, it's it's fairly easy for the competitive player to like evaluate cards in a quick fashion. And we I think we had like a half hour to build a 40 card deck or something like that. Um and at the end of the day, the way the packs are, I mean, there, there's so many. It, I, I hate like it's it's ridiculous, but like there are a lot of packs that have two or three secret rares in a pack. There's you know a lot of heavy-handed. There's like there's very clearly uncommons that are much better than other uncommons, and commons that are much better than other commons. So like you can get six packs, and all of a sudden you're just like, man. I didn't get any of the good commons or uncommons and my seal just sucks. And there's no strategy to like work around. Okay. Well, like I, I can build this deck and yeah. it still succeed. Like, no, it's like, no, if you don't open the best cards, your deck is worse. Mm -hmm. And I think that sucks. Like there's nothing fun about it to me. There's no way to strategize. There's nothing at all. It's, there's not even a real good way of planning in all honesty. It's just card evaluation from top to bottom. Yeah. And you could literally, make a scale for all 204 cards before you go into a limited event and just know like, yep, these are the cards I should play. These are the cards I should cut. And then like literally put it in front of your front of yourself and know within 10 minutes what you're playing. 
And I hate, I just think it takes a lot of strategy out of it. I'm not a fan of it. I personally would have rather them just not have rules and like not even push it because I don't even really want to go to play sealed events. Like I'm just, I'm not interested. It's I'm not the audience for it in this fashion whatsoever. And I'm going to feel obligated to go, but I'm probably going to hate it every single time. I don't hate it. And the draft with four packs, I just feel like it's going to take forever. I mean, maybe. I, 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 I agree. I'm not might... a fan. Like, I get it. I understand why it has to be four packs, but it's like three packs is long enough. You throw a fourth pack in there. You degenerate, my man. At 30 cards. feels exhausting. I don't know. Um, It'll get better. I mean, I hope you're right. I hope I hope that there are more strategies that like develop in chapter two and in chapter three, et cetera, et cetera. It does not exist in chapter one in a limited format. There's nothing like no. There's no way to go. I'm gonna draft a princess deck. Like you're not gonna no, no. do that. Like yeah, it's not right. gonna happen. Right. You're right. It doesn't. So like, any of the synergies that are there don't even matter, in my opinion. No, because there's just there's just power that's better than synergy yeah, yeah, in yeah. chapter one, and that's like across the board like even in construct it like your synergy decks are cute and they're fine but like most of the powerful cards are just better than your synergy so it's like it the same thing has to be true for limited you know like moana is not going to be any more playable in limited than she is in constructed like she's just not <laughs> still three war still sure i mean she, she's not she died every single time i put her in play so it was uh, very awesome to meet Mr. Sissons, Lorcana. It was great catching up with you all weekend, sir. We had a blast. It's cool hanging out on Sunday when we were just reminiscing. I was not. I was not a part of that. Yeah, you were a part of that, probably. I was not. Yeah. I was too busy losing in the sealed. <laughs> um, I think if you had won, you'd feel better. No. I, I didn't like it from the moment they announced the rules. And like, we sat down and we talked about it, and I don't know. The more I thought about it, the more I just don't like it. I just don't like how simple it is. And, I, and maybe that's just unfair because, obviously, it's great for a lot of people that it's so simple. Uh, but for me, it just feels like you can't leverage any of that skill in a lot of in, in, for a lot of reasons. And I think that's that's just frustrating because – when you look at like a magic or you look at even, I mean, transformers didn't have draft, thank God. But like, even if you go back to wow, like you had to still make choices of like, what faction am I playing? You know, what land, like, what colors I'm playing in magic. Like you have to sculpt these things. And in this yeah. game, it's literally just going to be like, I'm going to sculpt my two, three, four, five, six. And like, that's all that really matters. And it, it's, it's, it's more than zero though. I mean, there still is that I'll get, I, but you have to understand the other thing is, I still believe, because this is an IP-based game, that Constructed is still going to be the format that's going to be played most often. So I don't even think, I honestly, like, I don't think these rules even matter that much. Like, in my opinion, like, again, like, we've already talked about it, like, I'm not talking, if there was an event on August 20th, it'd be stupid anyway. So, so whenever there's going to be any events anyway, people are going to have the product, especially if there is a restock on September 1st or the big box on September 1st. So sadly, I don't think it's going to matter, honestly. I, I do think it's going to matter because if people still can't get stuff, then like that tournament on September 10th 
can just be sealed. It can, but I don't. But right. if they can't get stuff, they can't get packs either. So yeah, it's but it's same. easier to go. Oh, well, I didn't get enough packs for my store, so they could all buy multiple boxes. I mean, we ran the numbers. You need to buy like six cases to get a place out of everything. So it's like, if you're not that person, and you're like, well, all I have is like this starter deck plus spoilers coming out on the channel soon. Uh, but like, it, it's it's not going to feel very good if you're going up against the guy like we said last time. Like someone's there with a three thousand dollar deck. You're not going to be having any fun. So like, it's probably still going to be better to play this limited format now that it even exists. Which is why, again, I wish it just didn't exist. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we haven't heard of anything. We know Miami is still coming, but there's literal no organized play announced for it aside from it will be there. Allegedly. Uh, Aside from that, we haven't heard of anything else. August 18th, allegedly. August 18th seems likely. Um, We've seen other people already announce they're going to do events. No, whatever. It's more or less uh, what I'm curious about is if we'll see how many more conventions we'll see RB at this year, in all honesty. Because right now we know of the one in a couple weeks. um, I believe it's over in Europe somewhere. I don't know exactly. I can't remember right now because obviously I'm not going. It's It's in Germany. Yeah, there you go. It's in Germany. Um, so will they, will they learn from their mistakes in terms of giving out the promos? Will they learn from their mistakes? So the problem, the problem is no other convention from now, even if, even if we're a year from now at the, at Gen Con 2024 and set what five, how many sets Four. like it'll be four, I think. Right. So set four comes out of Gen Con. It still won't be as insane. I hope so. Because the game itself is not launching. So, like, even at Gamescom, it's not going to be as insane. Um, what? That's yeah. a ridiculous number. German German games. German game. Jesus. 170,000. That's, that's Spiel, radical. Spiel is even bigger than... Spiel Essen is even bigger than Gamescom. Right, but as far as we know, nothing has been announced for that. I mean, it's Robinsberger's home turf. So, I know. I'm just saying. Nothing's been announced for PAX Unplugged either, but I'm sure they're going to be there. Hopefully. So, like, I don't think, like, by default, it can't be as chaotic as this was. Because, I hope so. Because, like, what are you, like, what are you going to, like, people like me aside, you, let's say you go to Gamescom, right? Let's say you go to PAX Unplugged. I'm just making this up. And sure. there's a, there's a promo, I don't know, whatever. <clears throat> well, there's okay? also going to, there'll be a new set for, for, uh, right. For so Pax there's Unplugged. a promo so card for set two at at Pax Unplugged, okay. And let's just say they fix their distribution issues, okay. And let's just say so Pax Unplugged is two weeks after um, local game store release, and it's the weekend. It's the Friday of Pax Unplugged is the Friday that you have big box release of set two, okay. Yeah. So literally on your way in, you stop at Target and you buy uh, six boxes. Just make it awesome. Awesome. right. So. You show up to Pax Unplugged, and for every purchase you make at the Robinsberger booth, you get a promo, whatever it is. Awesome. Are you gonna? How many are, are you going to do the line over and over again to buy something you can buy off any shelf just to get the promo? Like, I mean, the answer is probably. If but the like, promo is to, if the promo is two hundred dollars, right? yeah, but you don't need to, right? No, I don't need like, to because you already have it. You like, I know because it's set two would have just come out. It might have some of that. But let's just say it wasn't set two. It was like set one again, and you already sure. have your entire playset. 
Sure. Are you going to sit like, what are you going to buy? You're going to buy more puzzles? Like, 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 even if it's a promo, like, what are you going to be forced to buy? The 25 hour round with you? Like, <laughs> there's no, li- there, at this point, there's no limited item, in my opinion, they can put out there that's a, as limited as this. These numbers are insane. Yeah. This puts Gen Con to shame. Jesus. And they'll be way more organized because it's a German convention. And they're radical. Logistical masters. So, um, yeah. I, I don't think it'll ever be like this again because there's just not anything they can possibly sell that's going to be as limited. I mean, they just they, they should just not do the promos, right? Like, isn't that the easiest mm-hmm. thing to say? Like, just don't do them. Or just give them out in only events. Like, don't give them out of the booth. Yes. Don't yes. give them out in your with every single purchase that they make in every single booth in the convention, like just get rid of them. Like in the card hall randomly. Like, right. Like you literally, <laughs> you went up to the Robinsberger booth in the card hall and bought a $70 bought like a $40 puzzle and got a Mickey mouse. It's like, this is dumb. $30 it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, I know we're just, back. I know we're, I know we've come full circle. Yeah. 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 yeah I know. I know. But it's more <laughs> or less just like, this is, this is, this is just the problems, right? It, it really is. But it's more or less just like, just give out the promos to the card players and like half the problems are solved right there. Like you don't have all this other ridiculous crap going on with trying to figure out the best way to like cheese the system. Like you show up to the event, you play in the event, you get a, you get a promo. Awesome. Like, Oh, and I right. will say one other thing I didn't mention, cause it's not really a part of it. The other thing I do think that's good about enchanted is they make great prizes. Oh, Right. Right. So if a game store opens a bunch to buy singles and they're like, yeah, we have these three enchanteds, we're going to have an event for an enchanted. And it's like, every, like no one's going to be upset by that prize. Right. Like, right. you know, so like, I think it's a great way for like to have events and stuff like that too. Yeah. Hint Robinsberger. It's a good way for you to have events to have, <coughs> you know, number 220 out of 204 be some special promo that you're only giving out to winners or something like that. Yeah. I mean, everyone, I mean, like, it depends on how it's all given out, but regardless, uh, in most of the games that we played, cash was never really an option per se. Like it was always like some type of unique product or unique card. You know, uh, I like to go back to Star Wars. They had like the spot gloss cards. Like they were really cool. Yeah. Um, they were different. They were unique. People liked them. They were collectible. Disney could. It's not the same, but like Enchanteds are close enough to where mm-hmm. I think that you could definitely. Say, oh, at the top eight at GamesCon or whatever is, uh, I don't know, Enchanted Beast or something. Like, whatever. You know? Like, I think it makes perfect sense. There will be a youth division. No, I don't think so. Even on the box, um, it says, like, 13+, plus, I believe. Like, it's not it's not Pokemon. They don't have this young thing. And I don't, I don't even think it's really targeted at them, to be honest. So, I, I don't think that you'll see that. Definitely not anytime soon because we don't even have an adult vision. If we're if right, <laughs> so I wouldn't look right. for it anytime soon. Um, but yeah, you know, is that it? I, I could talk forever as usual, but I mean, like, I hear you. Know. I'm just, I'm just curious if there was anything else that we really had. All right, let's talk about let's talk about some of the good stuff at Gen Con. Okay. Yep. All right. So, what was your favorite meal of the weekend? This is important. The Weber Grill. The Weber Grill was a shout out. We got to give them a huge shout out. It was delicious. It was I great. did tell the manager it was the best meal I had all weekend. You did. You did, which was great. Um, I assume he was the manager. I don't know. I don't know. He might have been a host for all we know, dude. No, no. That one dude was a host. I told him he did a good job, too. Yeah, but our waitress yeah. was good. The desserts were amazing. Yeah. And we didn't even get steak. 
Just the I had a burger and it was great. I had meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> Brian got the and got meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. Um even the vendor food in the hall was good, which I thought yeah. was like really surprising. Yeah, yeah. I had pizzas, I had brats. Yeah, you had the pizza um, that was good. The pretzel was fine. Really really I mean it's a super pretzel, like you can't really mess yeah, up. Yeah, the pretzels were really good. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really mess up a super pretzel, let's be real. Um man. Nada was awful. The Mexican place that was terrible. Yeah, Do not recommend going back. The food was not awful, but the people. What was, was, the, was, was what was the name of our breakfast joint? It was it was a pancake house, but I don't remember what it was called. But it was like I don't know, but there's like there's like ten of them in Indianapolis, and it was great. Interesting. All right, I didn't know that. Yeah. All yeah. I know is it was three or four blocks from Gen Con, like from the convention center, and every morning we just went up, sat down, ate, chilled. Meeting people was great. Yeah, there was a lot of that. We talked online was great. Yeah, it was fun. There was a there was a lot of photos taken. I have a lot of photos that I haven't released yet. A bunch are on the camera that I haven't released yet. So I'll probably put them out in different socials and things like that. But it was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of really cool chats. You know, meeting people for the first time that I hadn't spoken to was a lot of fun. Uh, very interesting conversations too, which was great. Like it wasn't always about Lorcana, et cetera. There's yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of other like life conversations going, which is always great. I mean, we're all here to play the game, but in the end, like building relationships, building friendships for the next few years is, is where is a great place to start. So there was a lot of good from that. I do, I will say, and I don't want to speak for everybody, but I know for me personally, uh, with how bad Thursday really was, I just had literal no motivation to cover the event at that point. Like had I recorded anything at all on Thursday night, it would have been bad. Like it would have been way worse than whatever this was today. Like it just would have been <laughs> like, it would have been, there would have been way more F bombs than I dropped already today. So yeah, I'm glad I didn't. Um, I, I will say this, like my event was Friday at three and like when it ended, I swear to God, I thought it was Sunday already. Like I remember oh, yeah, getting yeah. up. I, know. I remember getting I know. up on Saturday, going, "I can't believe it's Saturday." Like it just, yeah. it Thursday made the week, made that whole weekend feel like just I don't even know, like quicksand almost. Like it just couldn't because get we went out back of to our house in between, and literally, I literally passed out. You actually, yeah. you chose to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for a few hours before the before the Discord meetup, right. And it was also a lot of fun. And oh, we did eat afterwards. We ate this. We ate at the JW Marriott Sports Bar afterwards. Yeah. So it was like, like that day was literally bifurcated in half. Yeah. Like we so, got up at like, four in the morning. Right. So like that felt like two days because right. we took a we took like literally I probably got as much sleep in the afternoon as I did the night before. Yeah. Like you legitimately pass out on the couch. And then I went up to charge my phone and I just fell asleep. And the next thing I know, I wake up to you standing in front of me like, I don't even know where you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the door was after the outside was open and I thought you were outside. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but it was cool because we got a little nap in. And then like the meetup, uh, you know, shout out to Jarrett. You know, I know he I know he got real lucky and we got that room, but it was awesome. Um, you know, if he didn't attempt to get it, we never would have got the room. So it was really cool that it did show up and he we were able to meet. And there was like, I don't know. 50 60 70 maybe is yeah. it somewhere in that number of just like content creators fans of the game um and then a couple of design members 
uh, came out. You know, shout out to um, Rochelle, right? I'm saying that right? Yeah, shout out to Rochelle. We had an awesome conversation with Rochelle, the community manager. That was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Double shout out to her because she took a picture of me and posted it on the Twitter uh, during my starter deck event. So that was cool. Um, Again, just talking about life, not about Lorcana. Like, yeah, yeah, her. for her, like, that was cool. Like, we, were, career perspective. Yeah. we were talking about, you know, yeah, the, her career, everything she's yeah. been doing leading up to this. Uh, that was a lot of fun, you know, and we were talking about where we came from and things like that. And it was just a genuine good conversation that night. And there was a lot of that all weekend, um, yeah, totally. which was really, really fun and really, really cool. Seeing old WoW players was a lot of fun. Honestly, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> it makes me laugh to see the top eight. It, it's, it's just, it was almost like, what year is it? Is it 2012 again? I mean, I know, like, I know it was like a top eight. It wasn't like an official like winner, et cetera. But like Tim Bateau, quote, first place just seems like it happened yesterday for me. Wow. So yeah. it's not surprising at all. He's a very good card player. And there was other. I told great... you it plays a lot like WoW. We told you it, it does. Like yes, WoW. literally. Like that top eight in the top eight, for anyone that doesn't know, four of those players were like pro WoW players. Mm -hmm. Like WoW TCG, 10 years later with a new a slightly new mechanic on how to win the game but like four of the top eight were former wow tcg pros so just saying just throwing it out there uh you should probably expect to see more of them with more and more competitive events that'd be my guess and even um i played against a, a I played against a, a wow tcg player in my round three of of my starter deck event so like yeah. literally we sat down i was like oh hey what have you played before and he goes wow tcg i'm like no shit big shocker so yeah, it, it's hilarious, but hey, here we are, yeah. 2023, Tim Bateau, first place. <laughs> Shout out to him. Um, I think that's it. Yeah? Gearing, gearing up for the 18th? Gearing up for the 18th, we, uh, we've secured a fair amount of product. Oh yeah, that's it. I, I didn't mention that. What? Um, if I was an LGS, I'd be very upset. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like Scott probably got more product than most LGSs will. So <laughs> yeah. Again, don't hate the player, hate the game. Right, right. Uh, Scott, I like your Kingdom Hearts shirt. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I will say before we do get out of here, shout out to uh Brandon for the sweet jerseys that we got i really like them they're nice and comfy they're like soccer jerseys they were cool there was like 50 of us or something like yeah. that that had it uh which was fun for me because i didn't know everyone's faces so like whenever i saw the jersey i was like oh cool i i, I probably know that person mm -hmm. <laughs> it was helpful um but yeah you know that weekend next weekend and we'll probably be back next week sometime anyway but we have Friday, Saturday, Sunday plans already, I think. So that should be fun. Uh, if, there's any, if there's anything you're looking for on those days, like whether it's like we're focusing on starter deck uh, prep because we figure that's how most release events are going to be run. But if you and then and then we'll shift gears into more constructed. Um, but if you're looking for anything else specifically, like I don't think we're, we're not going to do any more box. We're not going to do any more box openings, but no. like. If you like, we'll obviously post like the total numbers of everything we open, but we're not going to do box openings. No. Um, 
But if there's anything else you're looking for in preparation for your, I assume for your release events, um, just let us know and we'll try to cover it as best as possible. Yeah. Um, I did put out like a community poll the other day and I've been doing them more and more. I think what I'm going to focus on is some budget decks, uh, you know, building with limited product and things like that. So I'm going to start working on some videos like that. I do have the starter deck events coming out. Um, basically my going through discussing what the automatic cuts for from the decks are and how to go past that. If you have to, you know, I think in, I think in my limited, I think in my starter deck, I ended up taking out 10 cards. So, yeah. you know, that's, 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 and that's a good one. one. Right, right. So like that was like that was like one sixth. That's one sixth of your deck. So it's like yeah. you need to you need to be able to make the right decisions and understand how to get to that point. So I'll definitely be releasing some videos on that stuff. And we have that final the thing video. I'll say is if you're trying to build a playset without buying singles, you're gonna be buying a lot of boxes. Yeah, I yeah. don't have a playset. No, like we bought a guys, lot of boxes. You guys can kind of see some of this, but it's like. Right, so this is a pile, right? This is a pile of, of sorted cards here, and I've been I went through this all day, and there's only two B prepareds. I don't know how many boxes I technically have sorted already, but like only two B prepareds. So like, that's like six or seven boxes maybe that I went through, and I don't even have four B prepareds. So like, when you think about that, just understand that this is a rare. This isn't a secret rare. This isn't a legendary. It's a rare and there's not going to be that many going around. So like, I, I think there's, there's more of them in that long box. I guarantee you, but still. there might be, there might be, <laughs> but I'm saying like, I have sorted a lot of cards today and yeah. like, there's only two brief prepared here. That's all I'm saying. So like, even this, like, so a whole new world. Now, granted, this is going to look worse because it's a secret rare, but I got four of these sitting here. So like, you know, but I have plenty of stuff over here, but yeah, the singles I, mean, I have, I have, hold on. We opened what? 12, there's like 12 boxes and then like a bot like a pack like a box worth of packs from like winnings and stuff like that we only open up one stitch legendary stitch just yeah one. i have one stitch surfer and i have 14 maleficence now granted again the boxes did not come sequentially they did not come right. out of the same case they did not right they didn't even come from the same part of the booth right something like even the left some came from the right but all i'm saying is if you're, if you're expecting to get all your collection cards without buying singles, it's you're going to be spending a lot of money. Yeah, you should just be prepared to buy singles. But hopefully, like we said, with the enchantments being out there and driving yeah. down some cost, it won't be as bad. Um, yeah. Once we we already have an assumption of what the market's going to look like with enchantment now versus what it should look like next week, um, and we'll have a video on that as well, covering the financial sides. We have a couple finance videos that are in the works that we're going to get through and get out there, but it's a lot of stuff. Be prepared to buy singles. Exactly. Be prepared. There you go. You did it. You did it. Look, here it is guys. Be prepared to buy singles. I didn't do that on purpose, but I'm really happy that you caught that. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> love it. I love it. Too funny. Too funny. Um, if you are hanging out this for this long, smash that like button for me, wherever you're watching, it does help. If you're watching afterwards, you caught the F show, comment. Let me know if you went to Gen Con, what was your favorite part about it? Uh, for me, my favorite part of Gen Con, oh, man, I, I don't want to unfairly say Weber's because, like, that was not really a part of Gen Con. <laughs> Weber's was really good. 
Um, it honestly, it had to be just, just kind of meeting everybody, you know, like, and even honestly, shout out to anyone that is watching this afterwards. If you walked up to me and you had a conversation with me and you said that you loved our content, like shout out to you. You, you genuinely made my day on bad days. Thursday was a miserable day and I had several people walk up to me, say hello, tell me they watched the content. Honestly, you, you, you made that day go from shit to like like mid because like it was a bad day but it was really great hearing all of those compliments from everybody so that was definitely my favorite part of the gen con weekend scott what's your favorite part of gen con so besides seeing people i will say that my fears of not actually being able to get product until september 1st have been yeah a lead yeah so i will say that even though i i going to gen con is expensive yeah okay to pay to pay to get there, whether it's driving or flying, you have to pay for your lodging, you have to pay for you're obviously eat, going out to eat like multiple times a day. It's expensive. It's an expensive quote vacation. And the fact that I was that we were able to secure that it, it made it worth the money. Like yeah. and I, I I will say unfortunately, if you weren't able to go, whether you're an LGS, whether you're a player, whatever, you're behind the eight ball compared to the people that went that are keeping that want to play the game you're behind. I, honestly, you're just, you're just behind. And I feel bad yeah, for that, but like it was, but, but I was, I'm glad that the people that went and spent the time and spent the effort were rewarded in the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Um, kind of sucks because it's like, I honestly didn't think that we were even going to be able to no. open a sealed booster box Yeah, for like, I don't even know how long, like I literally didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, there was a point in time where I had no idea that we were ever going to be able to buy a booster box. Right. So the fact that I've already opened like six of them, mm-hmm. it's like kind of shocking. I will say there will be no better rush than when you open your first enchanted. I remember I sat there and I watched Scott open his and he got all excited. And then like Brian opened like two in a row. And I'm like, what the, why can't I open one? Finally, it was like, sweet. I opened one. It felt good. <laughs> Agreed. So that's going to be it. I'm losing my voice. I'm still tired. And um, again, thanks everyone for hanging out tonight. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit me up in the comments afterwards. Let me know what your favorite thing about Gen Con was. And if you're listening to the whole thing, huge shout out to you guys. You're awesome. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. See you. Thanks.